I don't know what you think about when you think about um, being an encourager, when you think about being encouraged, um, but it's quite a strong word, isn't it? It's not just about being like a nice Christian, but actually encouraging someone can make a real difference. Yesterday afternoon, I was in Marks and Spencer's buying socks. Other brands are available. Um, but I was buying socks in Marks and Spencer's, and in the queue in front of me was one of those people who's going, Really 
encourage people. Here are a few little suggestions. I wonder if we would be using our gifts a little bit more. I wonder if we would be hurrying to church because we knew that people were going to speak good things into our lives, that they would notice what we've been doing in the week, that we'd be able to share that with them, and that they'd reflect it back to us, and we would go away encouraged. I wonder if we'd welcome people better, and get to know them better. I wonder if those people who are struggling with sickness or with, with grief that Janie talked about, I wonder if their experience might be a little bit different. I wonder if we would all grow in Christ uh, a little bit faster. I wonder if we would be a little bit more bold, a little more creative, a little more out there, a little bit less in here behind these big walls. And I'm not saying that you guys don't do that. I'm not saying that we don't do that as a church. But I wonder if we focus a little bit on being encouragers, if we'd look a little bit more like that. If it isn't in some ways just that simple, that we point to Jesus and to what he's doing in people's lives, and that gives them the courage to go out into the world. When I was reading the Bible and, and wondering what on earth am I going to say to these lovely people who are actually really encouraging, um, I've been hugely encouraged by you guys. What would I say to them about being encouragers? I was reading the Bible and, and both these passages that Zander read so beautifully, thank you Zander, um, for us earlier, both of them are so much about knowing who we are in Christ, about knowing that we're saved, about being part of his kingdom, about being people who build one another up. I wondered um, why, why is it that I should waste slash invest my time encouraging other people. Well, I think it's, it's kind of simply because it's in our DNA. As Christians, as sons and daughters of the light, as people filled with the Holy Spirit, the paracletos, the encourager, we cannot help but be people who encourage one another if we are walking as Christians. So we encourage one another in all sorts of things. We encourage one another in our holiness. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building each other up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So encouraging one another is, is about seeing what is good and speaking it out. It's also about um, encouraging people who have needs, and it's also about encouraging those who are watching you encourage somebody else. So it's great. If you encourage one person in front of a group of other people, they'll all be encouraged and uh, you can go home earlier. One of the reasons that um, we encourage one another is because we are all heading towards the same goal. We are all heading in the same direction. This is not a solo race. It's not whether I can get to heaven before you. It's not whether I can get there in a quicker time. It's not first five in when. This is a team sport and we are taking one another with us. We are carrying each other's burdens. We are encouraging what is good. Hebrews 10, 24 talks about spurring one another on like teammates in a race. This is something that we're doing together. And the thing about long distance running is occasionally someone gets a bit tired or someone falls over or someone needs a bit of a boost or someone decides that they're going to give up. 
And we're there to encourage one another. And we're there as well to draw other people into the race with us. The idea is not that there are loads of people watching us run for Jesus, but that we're drawing them into the race. A bit like one of those conga lines where you dance around and pick people up as you go along. That's what we're aiming for. We would like to be the congering church. Awkward silence. <laughs> no one want to start a conga line? No, that's all right, we can do it later. Um, but we want to be people who are so infectious with our passion. We encourage each other so strongly. People see something in us. They see us developing young leaders, developing older leaders. They see us standing with people who are struggling. They see us growing in our giftedness. And they want to be part of it. And yesterday I was in Winchester at a student conference. And I was talking to uh, a student who said, oh, I've had, a, I've had a bit of a hard time recently, actually, Joe. Um, been really low. I've been really actually quite on the verge of depression. Um, and it only just occurred to me last week that I didn't need to do it all on my own and that there was a church there to do it with me. And I was thinking, uh-huh, okay, <laughs> I'm glad you've realised. And I said to him, oh, it's funny, isn't it? Um, it's almost as if God knew that we'd need each other. He laughed and he said, yeah, it's almost like, you know, he designed a church or something for us to be in. I was like, yeah, yeah, almost like, you know, we're part of the body of Christ and, and we need the other limbs and other members. And he went, yeah. That, and that was really the end of our conversation. He wandered off, sort of half skipping. Um, but, but we need it, don't we? Like when I'm having a hard day, I need someone to encourage me. It makes such a difference. One of the reasons that God has put us in a body is so that we can encourage each other. One of the reasons God has put us in a family is so that we can encourage one another. That's what it's about. It's not about a solo race, as tempting as it can be. Because you discover that once you get off on your own and things are hard, you're really, really missing having the other people around you. And I really encourage you to be in some kind of supportive group that knows you a little bit better, that knows who you are and what you're struggling with. And whether that's a student group or a life group, and whether that's just getting to know people in this congregation better, so that people can speak into your lives and encourage you, so that you don't feel like you're running the race on your own and that you're going to get stuck. So I was thinking what would be helpful um, is a little how-to guide on how to be an encourager. Not because I'm an expert, um, but because I sat down and read the Bible for a while and had a think and had a few ideas that might be helpful to you. Um, so the first thing is really uh, to know what to encourage. We don't really want to be encouraging things that are harmful in people. We want to be encouraging the good stuff. So we want to be asking things like, what is the goal? Well, the goal is salvation, isn't it? Those passages both point to um, the idea that there is something that we're running towards, and it's eternity with Jesus. So one of the things we want to realise is that things that lead us towards Jesus, that lead us towards a good and pleasing life for him, are things that we want to encourage. And that might mean all sorts of different parts of our lives. Um, Josh and I are getting married uh, in just under three weeks, and um, this week I had some guys in. You can cheer if you want. Um, this week I had some guys in fitting new windows in the whole of my flat, um, and I said to them, "Oh, Thursday afternoon, actually, my um, my fiance's stuff is going to turn up because um, he is moving his stuff in so that we can get married in three weeks." Um, 
would you mind if we just like cleared a little bit of space that we can put it in, in, in the middle of the debris of having builders in all week? Um, and the guy I was talking to was like, what do you mean? You don't live with your fiance? No, we don't actually. We're Christians, we don't even sleep together. Pause. <laughs> I've never met one of you before. <laughs>
that God wanted me here in this role in this time. And those prophetic words, if we listen to the Lord and we're faithful about speaking them, can be some of the most extraordinary things in people's lives. So I'd really encourage you, here I am, encouraging you, giving you courage, um, to go and do that. To listen to the Lord and to speak those things out because you never know when you might be used by the Lord to say something that really confirms something in somebody's life. And it was because of those words that I had confidence to stay here through all the ups and downs of the last few years, through all the joys and challenges of working with students. And you're wonderful, but you're not always easy. Um, but actually, through all of that, I knew that God had spoken into my life and had called me here. So it's good to hear, isn't it, to hear what God is saying. Um, and then fourthly, um, to speak encouragement. There's no point knowing, seeing and hearing if you don't have the guts to speak it out. We want to risk it. We want to say to people, we've seen something that's good in you. We want to recognise potential. We want to share testimony. Because that's a real encouragement, isn't it, to people? To hear testimony of what God is doing today, this week, this weekend, this month. We really want to know what God is doing. I am so encouraged every time I hear about um, somebody who's become a Christian. And often it's extraordinary because they don't realise how profound that is for me. So every time I hear of one of our students becoming a Christian, I'm like, yes! This is literally the best thing ever! I'm going to carry on being a student worker until I die! And then the next day I feel a bit sad about something else. And I remember that, and it's always, always, always encouraging. So if I ever feel, oh, it's really hard, I want to get up and like, go and do another thing, actually all I have to think about is one of our students who became a Christian. And that gives me the courage to keep on doing it. I'm coming to the end. And number five, I want us to be a community that has a real culture of encouraging one another. Um, across the comfortable boundaries. So it's really easy, isn't it, in a congregation like this where there's a group of students and there may be a group of wayfarers and there may be a group of people in their 20s um, and a group of people who've known each other since the church was built. Um, for us to just stick in our groups, for us to go, yeah, Joe's definitely talking about like me encouraging you and you encouraging me. And like, let's run away from the students. They're really scary and they move in packs. <laughs> There's that laugh of knowing. Um, but it is, it's a really challenging thing to walk across the room and speak to somebody or speak to a group of people that you don't know and you don't have a way in. But actually I want to encourage you to do that because uh, in speaking to people who are in different situations, they may have something to say to us about what God is doing, we may have something to say to them, and this will more easily become a place of encouragement, a place of community. I don't... I don't know how many of you have ever spoken to um, a student who's in their first two or three weeks of university. Um, my experience is that quite a lot of them cry when you take them out for coffee. Be not because they're having a miserable time, but because everything is so new and so unsettling and they're so sort of unsure of what's going on. And, and some of them don't cry, and that's, that's allowed as well. I'm, I'm not trying to force them to cry. But actually, so many people are finding that transition hard. So many people who just moved to Guildford are finding that transition hard. So many of you who've been here for years have something going on in your life that is a challenge. But actually, if we can encourage one another through that, if we can encourage one another as we stand in that, wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't it be wonderful 
um, if our students could say, oh, I went round for lunch with a family in the church last week. Wouldn't it be wonderful if some of you who have nice, tidy, clean homes went round to a student house for lunch one week um, and probably didn't come back with any kind of um, terrifying diseases. But, but wouldn't it be great if we could build a community where that was normal and we encouraged one another and we supported one another um, in whatever stage of life we're at. And this congregation has an amazing opportunity to do that because you can all go straight upstairs and have a piece of pizza together or have a cup of coffee at the back and meet each other. And we want you to do that. We, we really love for this to be a place where you know each other and you encourage each other. So, so my, my final point is just um, let's continue to be bold. This is a church full of bold people. A lot of you do um, really radical and extraordinary things on a really regular basis. Um, so I want to encourage you to be bold. Um, and I'd like to ask anyone who wants to be an encourager, to be bold right now and um, to come forward for prayer. If you want to be somebody who gives other people courage, I want to invite you to come up and we'll pray for you to be encouragers. After you've come, we're going to invite people who want to be encouraged to come up so that you can pray for them. So it's going to be a great little model of, of what the kingdom can be. And um, so, starting now, if you would like to be an encourager of others, will you come up to the front and we'll get the prayer ministry team out as well, if there are any here.